Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. The Gen Z Basketball Coaching and Sports Business Show. On this podcast, you'll learn from professional players, coaches, and executives from all over the world and see the court in a brand new way. And now, joining you courtside, your Gen Z host, John Hartafillis. Coach Dan, what's going on? Hey, John. Uh, thanks for having me on. Excited to have you on. It's so funny. I'm hearing your voice after watching all your videos. I've always heard your voice. I'm now finally getting to attach a face to it and get to talk to you. It's just so cool with everything that you're doing with the YouTube channel. It's just so fun to, to see kind of how much you've grown over the last few years and to be, whether and that's what we'll talk about, of course, at the end. I'm one of the first YouTubers to get a job in the NBA through your content and through your work. It's so cool to, to think about that. Um, but kind of just jumping, I mean, that, that's that's the end point. I want, I'm kind of curious about, about the beginning, right? This passion in basketball to start your own YouTube channel with those X's and O's. Where did the, where did the passion come from? Like, where did you really fall in love with the game and say, you know what, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I spent all these hours on. Um, this is the basketball is what I love. Sure. I, I'd always played growing up. So in a, AAU a bit in high school and, but for some reason around age 14 or 15, I became really interested in the X's and O's aspect. I can't really say why, but just the strategy element and kind of thinking the game at a deeper level grabbed my attention. And so I would read these coaching books watch and try to consume all this content online in terms of X's and O's and coaching and that sort of thing. And so that's really when I got into it, which eventually led to me starting my channel around my, my, my sophomore year of high school. That's so cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious because for someone that age, right, I, I coach kids at that age, or I, I remember being that age, obviously not too long ago, whatever, whether it was even the stuff I was doing, I was making videos, doing my thing. And then it was always kind of weird because not everyone at that age is doing stuff like that, right? Not everyone at 14, 15, 16 is, is doing their own thing, starting a YouTube channel, making content. What was it like for you kind of there, maybe? Because obviously everyone starts at the views you have now, right? You obviously started with a much smaller audience. What those earliest days look like of you maybe posting your first video and seeing how that video did and, and deciding to do more and maybe the style you did them. What, what did those uh, first few videos look like for you? Uh, I've said this before, but I was kind of inspired by Coach Nick's channel, B-Ball Breakdown. And so that's basically, he, he was really the only one doing that sort of X and O's breakdown stuff on YouTube. And so I kind of just followed in his footsteps, so to speak, because I saw there weren't too many people doing that. And then my first video wasn't very good. I, I barely even had a proper mic. Uh, I really didn't know what I was talking about. But I will say the first video I did probably got a little over 100 views, which is probably more than what most people get on their first video. I posted it on like a basketball forum I was a part of, and I shared it with my friends. And I generally got pretty good feedback considering the quality of the videos. That was, I would say that was important to kind of urge me to keep making videos just to get a little bit of positive feedback on my first couple of videos. Of course, that's huge. And the biggest thing I'm taking away from that is that you just started, right? Maybe you didn't have the best mic, you didn't have the best equipment in the world. You, you maybe didn't have a lot of experience making those videos, but you thought, you know what, I'm just going to go out on a limb and try it, share it, see what, how it goes. And obviously it, it snowballed into, into what it is today. Um, I'm curious about maybe um, some of the things that, that like the, the trends you've seen that, you, that you're really into. I mean, one of the most more recent videos that you've done, the last one before the break was about the Celtics and their, and their press and their pressure defense, or, or kind of these like kind of quirky things that you, you can, you can make a huge video about because it's so unique that a team could run something like that um are there any other ones that maybe really stuck out to you like wow i can't believe a team would run this and, and this is kind of how it played out for them because those are the videos that i i really enjoy watching the most yeah definitely i, I mean the one that stands out would be the the off the offense that was kind of running no plays and doing five out basketball i made about a year and a half ago it was on saint joseph's 
offense. Uh, they're a D3 basketball school in Maine. And I got to know Noah LaRoche, who installed the offense and works with different players. And so that offense, I was just really impressed by in terms of how they found so much success. They went from a middling 40th percentile offense to in one season, 99th percentile offense by changing their offensive system and playing faster and moving much better off the ball. And so I, I probably enjoyed that video, not because of how innovative the offense was. And also I was pretty happy to see it got over a million views as well. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, and that's, that's one thing I, I definitely wanted to ask about was kind of that, what that maybe turning point was, of course, I'm seeing the YouTube channel now that now that after what it's become and, and everything that you're, that you're going to be doing now in the future, you obviously know that, that, it, that it worked out for you. But at what point did you say it went from a hobby to something that you really spent a lot of time into, or it went from something that you did on your free time to something where it's like, you know what, I have to keep to a schedule. I have to make a certain, I have to make a certain video. And um, when did it, when did the, the coach Dan YouTube channel become like, okay, this is for real now? Yeah. The moment where it became really real was probably April of 2019, because that's when I had my James Harden video, which got over, it got a few million views. And that's where it was the snowball effect where the success of that video translated to more views and greater recognition for the rest of the playoffs. And so I was starting to make more money and that's where it became kind of real to do it full time. Now I will say that was five years into when I started making the channel. And I would say in the five years prior to that, I always did try to make videos pretty regularly every few weeks. Uh, I didn't have like a precise schedule, but I, I would try to always make videos pretty regularly, even though it, when it wasn't making as much money. Uh, because I kind of, because I like making videos, but I also knew that as someone who wanted to get into coaching and work in basketball, I wasn't an ex-player and I wasn't even a student manager at my college. And so I sort of needed to do something to separate myself from the other people who wanted to work in basketball. Definitely. And in terms of the, the real life stuff that you maybe may be doing to, to show that you could work in basketball, I'm curious about maybe whether it's with Integrity Hoops, Caltech, what were some of the things you tried doing maybe on, on the actual sideline um, to really show that it, it wasn't just something you could do on video, it was actually something you could actually bring and do on the floor. Like what did, the, what did those thing, uh, opportunities look like for you? Yeah, so quickly, Caltech, they, it's a D3 basketball school in Pasadena, California. And my connection there started because my brother went there and he played for the team for four years. And so it was a really natural connection for the introduction to be made. I mean, this was five, six years ago. And actually the coach there, uh, Coach Esslinger, had already seen my channel. And so I kind of, for off and on for a few years, I sort of helped out their team doing video projects and working on Synergy. And then also when it was winter break and I was in town, I would, coach was very kind to let me sit on the bench and basically experience that in-person game atmosphere and attend practices. And so while I definitely wasn't a coach, I was getting kind of that in-person experience. And then with Integrity Hoops, that was, they, they run NBA workouts in uh, Santa Monica and that's run by Noah, who I mentioned earlier. And so I was basically like an intern or a support staff there, rebounding, helping out with work workouts in any way I can. And I did that for two summers. So that was important because I learned a lot. And also uh, I made connections and kind of by the end of the second summer or after a few months, it, it wasn't intimidating anymore to be in these high profile workouts with 
players such as Russell Westbrook and Blake Griffin, it was just kind of the norm. So uh, I think that was important as well. Definitely. In terms of all these experiences, I don't think we mentioned it enough at the start of the show, and it'll definitely be in the description and everything, but you are a member of Gen Z being 22, 23 years old, graduating from college in 2020. So definitely, like, it's, it's all, like, that's one thing I want to highlight, how you're, you're super young and doing all these great things. I'm curious, when you were, when you were at school, maybe did, did, the, did what, were you, what were you studying in school? Did it kind of, did it um, come in, was it like, did it play hand in hand with what you're doing on the, on the side with video editing? Was it kind of similar to that, that basketball passion, or was it a little bit different and you, you, it was, a, it was kind of different balancing both? Like, what did, how did that kind of, did it, did it push along the journey or was it something with it with the kind of two more different things? Yeah, definitely two more, two different things. So I majored in personal finance, which really has nothing to do with uh, basketball. And I put, I picked that major because it seemed respectable and it, it seemed like it could be useful to myself, even if I didn't pursue a career as a financial advisor. And so, yeah, uh, got a degree in personal finance. And I'm curious about that because it's interesting because everyone kind of thinks you have to have, you have to, you have to, you know, do ex everything has to kind of just mesh perfectly, but it, it really doesn't. Um, you had the passion in basketball. You did something with, with, with the coach Dan YouTube channel with basketball and that kind of carried you in, um, to, to the, to the, uh, to that career. Um, not so much that everything had to be absolutely perfect and everything had to play together super nicely. Um, you, you, you chased your passion. You had it, you had your side hustle, um, and everything kind of worked out. So of course, now we, we, we kind of laid the front, uh, front, uh, groundwork on everything that you've done. I'm curious about maybe what you're doing now. Obviously, you made the video explaining it. For our listeners, you can go into detail on maybe how you became one of the first YouTubers to land a job off a YouTube channel, which is something that's so cool and, and so crazy to think about. Five years ago, this would be, everyone would say that's impossible. How could someone um, prove themselves over YouTube and get a job over YouTube? Can you kind of walk us through the process of maybe how that happened, how you, where, where the call came from, how you got discovered by the Mavs, and, and what you're going to be doing there? Yeah, so I would say it's pretty simple. Uh, I don't want to name names or anything, but... There were people in the organization that liked my videos and thought I had a good understanding of the game and thought I did good work. And I I'd kind of known that for a few years then. And so it kind of came out of the blue when basically said, would I be interested in working for the Mavs? Yeah, so I, I essentially did, as far as I know, I got that job solely through the channel and kind of just showing what I could do on a public platform, being able to edit videos, and uh, I showed my knowledge of the NBA and I showed I had a, at least a decent understanding of the game. Of course, and it's so important to think about how you never knew when it was going to come. It just happened, which is something where people might say, oh, I, I, I've been doing this podcast for a month or I've done five episodes. Or I've done five videos on YouTube. And why haven't I gotten a job yet? Or why has <laughs> something happened? It takes a lot of time. It takes you five, six, seven years. Patience is a virtue, and of course, you, you like it wasn't for maybe that angle. You did it because you love it, and because you had a passion for it, and because you enjoyed the process of making a video, not so much the end result of of, of seeing the views. Right? There was something there was something um, deeper than like make, give, keeping you going. Because if it was all about the views, you probably would have stopped on day one because the views obviously weren't uh, what they are now. Um, so it's definitely important for everyone, all, all our listeners, to think about that and how you know it's it's pretty process over product. Um, when, when when thinking about that, um, now your your title with the Mavs, I think, is super cool. Um, as a basketball analytics liaison, I'm kind of curious, like, what, what are you, what are you going to be doing with the Mavs? What, you know, like, how, how is that going? Uh, what's that, that role going to look like for you? Yeah. So I, I think I've been there now for five months and I do various kind of work, but I would say it mostly all comes back, not all, but most of it comes back to video and scouting. So trying, doing different reports or PDFs or videos to get uh, the Mavericks prepared for upcoming opponents is that takes a good amount of my time. And then also 
I'll also do different video stuff on maybe areas the Mavs can improve in terms of maybe X, X's and O's or just very specific things that maybe they can work on. And then I'm also kind of just on call. So if there needs to be a video report done on someone who the Mavericks are interested in trading for, then I, I might be contacted to just do that quickly or something like that. That's so cool. And it's, it's really something that I think is, is super interesting to think about how much you can change. You, you get the call, you're making a video like that. That stuff is really so cool. And it's, it's, it's exactly what you're doing. You've been obviously preparing for it for all these years. So it's great to see that all finally come into play. How, how the, I mean, in, in terms of thinking about maybe the outlook on, on, on what you're really interested in, is it, do you think kind of for the next few years, you'll be focusing more on the stat side or are you, are you trying to get maybe in the next few years, maybe on the floor doing more on the floor coaching? What is maybe that uh, the outlook for you in terms of what you really want to do once you once you really get going? So for the time being, I'm just trying to do, of course, the best job in the role I have right now. In terms of three, five years down the line, I, I think I would like to get on the court in some capacity, whether that be in the G League or in college basketball, I think, because that's still probably what I want to do to be a coach. But so this year, kind of, I'm, I should have mentioned I'm working remotely, so I'm I'm living in LA, working remotely for the Mavs. And so I feel like even next year will be a different experience because I'll probably move out to Dallas and so I'll have the same job, but I'll be meeting the, all the people I've worked with and just being, like having an office and having a desk in person, that sort of thing. Definitely so cool thinking about, about the evolution of that. And of course, what, what can come down the line in terms of um, chasing that dream, of course, getting on the court, um, but obviously doing the best thing you could do now um, in, in, with, with all the video stuff you're doing. And it's so cool thinking about how um, the opportunities that can come out of a YouTube channel, right? People don't really think about that. Um, it, 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 se it seemed impossible a few years ago. Now it's something that, that's happening with guys like you. And it's really inspiring to see that. So, I mean, uh, Coach Dan, thank you so much for coming on because really hearing about your story, I mean, obviously it, it, it's one thing to watch the video of it on, on, your, on your channel and, and, and be like, oh, wow, it's so cool. Like, I've been watching his videos and he, and he did it and he's, he's doing all the stuff he's wanted to do. Uh, but of course, it's definitely a whole different level to actually talk to you and, and hear the story from you, from you yourself. Really awesome stuff. And uh, it's great seeing um, someone else in Gen Z really um, do, really set, set out to do something, make content because they love it. Um, and and, and now, now you're getting rewarded for it. So really congrats, congratulations and, and can't wait to see um, what the future holds. Thank you. And I'm just curious, what is the cutoff for Gen Z? What's, the, what's kind of the age range? So, so, so on Google, it says 1997, but like sometimes 1990, it, it, it ranges. Some, some say 1995. I would say, I would say it really, it, once you're in that bubble, I say you're over, you're, you're 1998, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're, you're in, you're, you're in the club. Don't worry. You're in the, 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 you're in the Gen Z party. Yeah. But anyone, anyone listening for 1996, 1997, even 1995, Gen Z, Gen Z will take you. We'll, we'll, we'll claim you. That, that's when you're in the bubble. Um, unless you're one of those. Uh, 1995, 25-year-olds that doesn't know how to use Instagram and stuff like that, then maybe maybe you should go over to the millennial side. But if not, uh, we'd be happy to have you. So definitely, yeah, you're definitely a member of Gen Z. And it's obviously, like I said, that's what one thing Gen Z is all about is promoting young people that are that are really killing it. So really can't wait to just see what see what's next. And obviously, um, hopefully more people um, in that in, 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 that, are, that are trying to chase that passion can can uh, have the same thing happen. So great, great hearing it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, John.